Welcome to this episode of our new AWS podcast series, Innovation Ambassadors. I'm Sarah Armstrong, and as Senior Manager for Worldwide Prototyping at AWS, I'll act as your ambassador to some of the most interesting engagements with our AWS prototyping teams. On this episode of Innovation Ambassadors, we're showcasing the journey of Springs, one of the largest manufacturers of home textiles in the Americas. What happens when a company starts to think of sleep health as critical to their mission as sleep comfort? That was the challenge of Brazil-based Springs, to catalyze the creation of their first connected product and develop a sleep tracker that learns from the sleeper's habits. So stick around and stay alert, and you'll be rewarded with some great insights about sleep health and a bit of behind-the-scenes look at the collaboration to create the most accessible embedded sleep tracking device on the market. I'd like to welcome to the studio Josue Alencar, CIO of Springs. Welcome and obrigado for joining us, Josue. Thanks so much, Sarah. It's a pleasure to be here. And also joining us from AWS, we have Leticia Santos, Senior Prototyping Architect from our team in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Thanks for being here, Leticia. Hello, everyone. I'm glad to be here as well. Shizue, can you tell us a little bit about Springs? I understand that your grandfather played a role in the origin of your company. Yes, for sure. Uh, my uh, grandfather, he was the founder of the company. The company was founded in December 5th, uh, 1967. Going a little bit into his uh, upbringing, he was raised in a very poor family. One of 15 children uh, needed to start working at age seven as a teenager ask his parents permission to move out. Uh, after several years uh, working as a salesperson and by making connections and savings and together with a loan, he started his uh, business career at age 18. And he grew his business from there. And by the 60s, he had like this vision of creating a very modern, state-of-the-art textile uh, industrial facility in Brazil that would be able of offering textile products with the very best cost benefit. So that that was the vision that the company started from. And from there, we went through several different uh, changes throughout the decades. That's wonderful. What an inspiring origin story to come from somewhat humble beginnings to found a company that's now thriving. Tell us a little bit about where Springs is now and what your focus is. So we are the leaders within uh, the home textile space, that being uh, bedding, bath, tabletop, and textile decor, uh, mainly curtains. So we operate within all those areas. We have uh, wholesale operations, both in Brazil and abroad. And in addition, we also have a direct-to-consumer operation here in Brazil, where we operate a brick-and-mortar chain and also an e-commerce operation that receives more than a third of Brazil's internet traffic. So that's a little bit about us uh, and what we're doing currently. Sounds like a lot of change and iteration in your, in your company over the years and looking around corners for customers, right? Yeah, like the, there's the sign uh, at the entrance of one of our factories by a Greek philosopher that says that the only thing that's permanent is change. And that's very codified within our DNA. 
So tell us a little bit about how you began really researching sleep and the importance of sleep and how you could bring those learnings into your products in the textile uh, industry. It's not, not something that would immediately come to mind maybe for our listeners. As a leader within the batting space for the last few decades, we are a one-stop shop for everything batting, from the mattress to the pillow and everything in between. We started to research the fundamental importance of sleep for the health of everyone. And it's quite scary, like a few things that we learned from extreme cases where you have a greater number of deaths due to drowsy driving than driving under the influence of alcohol or drugs combined, that alone uh, killing hundreds of thousands of people every year. On top of that, you have like a fourth of the world population with apnea. You have a sixth uh, of the world population with insomnia, that being only two of a hundred plus different kinds of sleep disorder. And also there's this massive economic impact due to decreasing productivity. It varies from one and a half to three percent of developed countries GDP. So there's this major problem. And as a sleep product company, we felt the obligation to do more and by creating awareness, helping people measure their sleep and developing uh, newer products and solutions and services that might help people improve their quality of life through sleep. I really love the holistic approach that you take. It's not just about the bedding, but it's about the sleeper, right? And and working backwards from how you get the best sleep and, and how important that is. I understand that you were really influenced by renowned sleep scientists. Matthew Walker, is that right? Yeah, uh, among others, like uh, Matthew has an amazing book. I highly recommend it. It's Why We Sleep. And we are creating uh, this amazing sleep community uh, with uh, great and world-renowned scientists to help us through uh, this purpose of improving quality of life through sleep. And Matthew has like this ability of explaining uh, the science in a very accessible way. We were struck by the quote in one of his articles that sleep is Mother Nature's best effort to counter death. It's not something we think about all the time. It's uh, something that we all take for granted, don't we? Yeah, and uh, actually people sometimes they neglect or uh, they're simply not aware of the importance of sleep. They prefer like to go out or watch a movie or wake up early. And uh, as you mentioned on this great quote, people uh, should at least give as much of importance towards sleep as they give it to uh, their diet or to exercising. Really taking all three of those really important health aspects into account. So tell us a little bit about uh, how you came to work with AWS and Letitia's team. Since we started uh, our digital initiatives, we started building on top of AWS technologies from the very start. And we were very fortunate to develop this close relationship with the, the team uh, here in Sao Paulo. And one day we were talking about and brainstorming uh, some of uh, like moonshots. And uh, we came across this idea of embedding extremely affordable sleep trackers within all our products. And then we had the fortitude of starting an engagement with the R&D team. 
Wonderful. So Letitia, take us from there. I, as I remember it, this was your very first engagement in prototyping, wasn't it? And you were new to the team. Tell us a little bit about what your approach was to take this bold idea that Josue and his team had and bring that to fruition. Yeah, it was my, my first project in this team. And it was a new world for me because I, I've never worked before on, on sleep-related problems. I started to to work with some simple sensors so we could take care of the demand requirements we had. Like uh, it should identify sleeping of the people and also taking mind of the cost and the, the security of the solution. We start to use those sensors and connect that to some simple Raspberry Pi and try to get the, the data to, to the cloud. So it was the first beginning. So I stick some uh, sensors in the pillow and start to sleeping on that by my, myself <laughs> and to collect data because it was new to everyone. So we, we hadn't data to collect from other, other place or other projects. We start from that and after we could uh, collect the data, we start to work on the machine learning model itself to try to figure out uh, what we could have with that sensor information. So to figure out if people were sleeping or not in the bed. Right. And when you say you stitch those sensors in, you mean literally, Letitia, I remember you. Yes. <laughs> you were literally sleeping on the pillow yourself. You were the first test subject there. Yes, one day I figured out that I was using the, the pillow with the sensors with a tape. Mm -hmm. And one day I figured out that every day that I slept, uh, the sensors were moving. So it was generating failures to the data. So I stitched the, the sensors itself to, to the pillow. And then after that, the, the things were good. So, Josue, you were seeing this all in real time, weren't you? Uh, working very collaboratively with Leticia and the team. Yeah, that was one of the great aspects of the several great aspects of this engagement was the opportunity to learn and work very closely and exchange knowledge between the teams. So, Leticia, you've got this IoT data, the sensor data coming in. You're bringing it into the cloud. Tell us a little bit about that machine learning model that you built. What were you looking for? We were looking for useful information mainly, which it is a very broad thing. So we started to take a look on the data itself. It was in a time stream format. That means that we were collecting data each second. So it's a huge amount of data each night. After we had that, we were trying to figure out patterns uh, that could identify periods of time that the person was in bed or not. We were using pressure sensor to identify if there was something in, in the pillow. And we were using accelerators to identify if the pillow was moving. Combining those two information that were very simple information, we could build a machine learning model to classify the data. So it was a classification model. We used the Amazon SageMaker to build that, to, to get the data from the database and run this machine learning model to, to classify the period of time. In the end, uh, of the, it was like, remember that it was the prototype. So the first time we were doing that, 
so we could identify, okay, there's a person or not uh, lying down in bed, and this person is wake up or is sleeping. It was the very beginning of the approach because after that we could understand that we could get real useful information from the sensors. And then it was the beginning of the project itself because then we could improve the sensors and we could improve the machine learning model to get better results. So, Josue, uh, maybe our listeners are thinking, oh, well, there's lots of, uh, you know, sort of connected watches that do this kind of work. Tell us a little bit about what your vision was. As I understand, you really were wanting to bring a very low cost and low friction solution to market. Talk to us a little bit about what, what that meant for your end customers. In that regard, uh, we see the tracking space from two dimensions. One dimension is the price, as you mentioned, and we want to do a device and be selling a device that's a small fraction uh, of the cost of all other devices on the market. Uh, So that's the first aspect. But on top of that, there is also the friction dimension. And most of the devices today, they're wearables and chargeables. Uh, So we wanted to do something that's uh, non-wearable, non-chargeable to have something that's truly frictionless. So creating a product that is inexpensive and at the same time frictionless, those are the two things that are integral to our vision of having all of the betting products connected and providing useful well-being information. And so the buyers of your pillows get those insights from your website, is that right? Yeah, from a mobile app. One of the things that we are mindful of is that there there is a lot of apps that create anxiety by displaying like health information. So we we were very thoughtful and we are still currently evolving that of the way to show useful, uh, insightful and timely data in a way that would over time be helpful to improve uh, someone's habits. So talk to us a little bit, Leticia, about the scale. We do a prototype, but Josue is looking to have these devices embedded in pillows and available to, I don't know, Josue, you tell me how many customers you have and how many pillows you sell, but you're, you're wanting to scale this out to hundreds of thousands, millions of customers, right? We sell tens of millions of sleep products uh, every year. Uh, And over time, we hope that uh, the majority of those will be uh, connected products. Great. So, Leticia, talk to us a little bit about your wanting to cost optimize as well as scale. Yeah, when we started to think about the solution we would have, because it was a new problem, we needed to keep in mind that we, we have this, that scale and we need to have a good cost, like cost optimization. We started to think about that, about the architecture itself and how to do that. In the prototype phase, we were using chip sensors, but we were using Raspberry Pi, which is not scalable. So we understood at that time that we need to split like software and hardware because those parts work differently when we talk about scale and cost. In the architecture design we're doing in the prototype we already, 
uh, were uh, worried about the, the cost itself, uh, talking about the software and how to use the services and how to connect data and generate information. So from the beginning, we start to think about how to scale that and how to have a good cost. But when we talk about hardware, it's totally different. So we start to talk about uh, how to scale the hardware itself. And here we are talking about manufacturing and, and boards itself, electronic boards. So we connected to partners to help us and do that and a large scale. Mm, Josue, is that an important aspect of, of your approach is leveraging that partner community for the hardware? Yeah, that, that was integral. AWS has an amazing ecosystem. And uh, since we, we are coming from like the textile industry, uh, being capable of leveraging that uh, is essential for us to bring to market uh, initiatives much faster. So, Leticia, we often talk in this podcast about the things that went wrong, right? Like the experimentation and the failing fast that's, that's really part and parcel of innovation. What happened here? Tell us a little bit about maybe something that didn't go the way you thought it would or that iterative approach that you had to take along the way. Yeah, failure is something that's presenting when you talk about innovation, when you talk about experimentation. Uh, I remember those, when I figured out those sensor uh, errors, because uh, it was like every day I was running the model, uh, the results were different. So I figured out that I needed to start again and stitch, really stick the sensors and connect that again. And I, I needed to sleep one more week to get more data. It was a thing that we need to change in the middle of the project, but it's okay because we can use the AWS service when we talk about the software part and only spend and pay for the cost for that period. So that means we will not spend a lot of money changing the way in the middle of the, of the project. That, that's good because we need to embrace the failure and, and understand that it will happen and move forward to the next step. So Josue, that sounds like it was right in line with your ethos there that you talked about, like understanding that change is constant and that appetite for experimentation maybe is part of part of what is the DNA of your own company. Yeah, certainly. Uh, and I think we share this belief uh, with Amazon that if you're not failing, uh, you're not pushing hard enough and uh, you're not getting out uh, of your comfort zone. So I think it's a natural part of the innovation process. So tell us a little bit about where you are now. We, we did this prototype. We got the sensor data all hooked up coming in through our IoT services, training that machine learning model, getting those insights and garnering information for your end customers. Tell us a little bit about where we are in the process. So we are in a kind of a private beta phase uh, here in Brazil, uh, testing uh, our solution with customers. Uh, learning from them, and it's been an amazing period of learning constantly and improving uh, both the software, the firmware, and uh, with a little bit more difficulty, the hardware as well, uh, in order to uh, fulfill this vision. What would you share with listeners who might be on their own innovation journeys and maybe not from a traditional technology company? What would you share with them about your journey and your learnings here? 
the main thing is the difficulty uh, involved that's inherent to uh, hardware development. I think that's the reason why they call it hard. Uh, hardware. <laughs> yeah. uh, hard so, is so in I the think, name, right? Yeah, yeah hard, it's part of the, the name. Uh, I don't think it's by mistake. But like from a broader uh, perspective is always trying to push ahead and being guided by a greater purpose and the values and being open to change. I think those are the things that brought us here and uh, that keeps our, our organization always looking uh, into newer uh, opportunities. Wonderful. And how about you, Leticia? What was your learning? Yeah, I would say there are two things. The first one about the failures, as I said before, because uh, it makes me more comfortable to fail. That means that in the other projects, I could explore more and be less afraid about failing and try to push hard. The other thing is to connect real problems uh, problems that people have uh, in the day-by-day, problems that people don't know that they have, but try to get these these real-world problems to our world and connect technology and the the learnings we had around the, the... life and try to fix that so that was a good good learning and I, I i love to do that well what an inspiring journey that you've had and thank you both for being here to share it with us Josue, what an incredible opportunity you have to to really transform the health and wellness of the entire community really appreciate you and your vision thank you for being here with us today Thanks so much uh, once again for the opportunity. And as I mentioned, our purpose is to improve quality of life through sleep and making people aware of the importance of sleep is integral to what we're doing. So it's great to be here. Thanks so much. Leticia, thank you so much for being with us too. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you to the opportunity and the invitation to talk to you and to share our story. Josue, Leticia, sleep well tonight. Thanks. Thank you. I'd like to thank our listeners for coming on today's journey with us. Innovation Ambassadors is a production of the AWS Media Series. Look for future episodes of our vodcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite streaming platform. If you have ideas for future episodes or comments on this one, send us a tweet at hashtag AWS Innovation Ambassadors and share your thoughts. Thank you.